drop the subject. Hello and welcome, Allie Johnson here, a very sleepy Allie Johnson, and Dr. James Simmons over there, who always is probably tired, but never looks or sounds tired. And I feel like as far as excuses go for being tired, I don't have a lot of good ones. I don't have children. I don't have a job where I'm work. Well, I am working more than 12 hours a day, but not on my feet saving lives, Dr. James. So if I were to sit here and just complain about how exhausted I am, are you kind of one of those people who's like, oh, tell me about it, but then secretly is like, you have no idea, woman. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, I tend not to be one of those people because everyone's reality is their reality, right? Everyone's perception of what's going on is very real and very valid. Uh, So no, I tend to not be that person except for a few circumstances. Like sometimes when people's privilege, whatever that privilege is, job privilege, life privilege, whatever jumps out too much, I will check you. And occasionally I check people pretty hard. Um, And I haven't had to do it a lot during COVID, but occasionally people will be like, oh my God, I'm like working so much. And it's, you know, it just sucks that like we didn't get to go anywhere, but I saved $15,000 because we didn't go on that vacation. So I paid off all my credit cards like, ugh. And I want to be like, okay, Right. There, there are hundreds of thousands of people who have lost their jobs and you're complaining that you saved $15,000 by not going on vacation. Like stuff like that gets me. But no, Allie, your tiredness is very legitimate and very real. And I think you still look fabulous, even though you're a little bit tired today. Oh, thank you. I, I, I realized because yesterday... Yesterday morning, I slept through my alarm for the first, uh, the second time ever doing morning radio. The oh. first time I ever slept through my alarm was when I was in Vegas and I had stayed up almost all night and I fell asleep drunk and I missed my flight the next day. So I missed the morning show. <laughs> and that wake up call was very anxiety uh, provoking. But this one yesterday morning, I fell asleep at 8.45 the night before. Uh-huh. I had done nothing. I had drinking nothing. I had not taken an edible. <laughs> there was no reason that was cool for me to miss work. It was just simply my alarm went off and I, in my sleep, turned the alarm off and went back to bed for an extra hour and a half. No, Oh, my gosh, an hour and a half. a phone call, yes, <laughs> of, hey, we're on the air right now. Where the hell are you? Um, and that is a fun way to wake up still uh, was groggy all day long and felt like, man, if I'm going to be late for work, I wish I had had a cooler excuse like the Vegas one. Now it just makes me feel like I'm an old, (laughs) old (laughs) wacky aunt who cannot handle a little, like if I went to a different grocery store, my day is spent. It's just right. Like completely off. Oh my gosh. I can't. Well, they were out of my favorite non-sugar-free pancake syrup down at, you know, Ethel's this morning for breakfast, and now just my whole day is ruined. No, I I think it... Listen, your circadian rhythms are not naturally early, and you are getting up even earlier than early people, right? Like, that you have to wake up at ridiculously early hours, hours. So the fact that you've done as much morning radio as you have, and this is only the second time, I think it's really... I think it's impressive. Also... I think it's Katie's fault. 
Like, oh, go on. Yeah, if Katie heard the alarm go off and clearly knows that you have a, a, a service to the world, the world needs to hear your voice every single morning on a world famous, one of our world famous sister stations, then by all means, she needs to make sure that your butt is up out of bed. So I would put this one at least 63.5% uh, in Katie's lap. It's It's her fault. So interesting you say that because the day before... Katie flew to the Bay Area and was not with me. So this was the first night that I've woken up that I've spent without her in probably a, over a year. So oh, that wow. excuse has gone out the window. But you know what I think would solve this problem in the future, Dr. James, doctor, if you could just write me a doctor's note oh. saying that thing you said about my circadian rhythm. Uh-huh. And yeah, then sure. just... So I can make some photocopies of that and, you know, just kind of pencil in whatever date I want. That would be fantastic. And that's the benefit of knowing a doctor. It, it, it really is. I actually have these magic notes that we can do on Adobe that we can You can just like change the date. It's fine. And it, it just looks like authentic. Yeah, it's totally fine. You want to sign one for Monday just while we're at it, just in case? Yeah, I'll sign one for Monday. <laughs> that sounds good. I'll probably have, I'm going up to the Bay Area later today, so uh, if anything goes wrong, I will have a doctor's note in my pocket locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, this is medical fraud, and you should not do that. <laughs> you so should not we'll do be- this, but we, the country might need a doctor's note for uh, Wednesday, November 4th. Just saying. Exactly. Very true. A two-minute break, and then we're back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. It's Friday. Woo! And that is Allie Johnson. I am Dr. James. And we did have some really hard-hitting breaking news to cover uh, regarding some more election interference from uh, this time. Pick a country. I don't know. Because sometimes it's Iran. Sometimes it's Russia. Sometimes who knows? And who are they helping? But instead, we finally figured out maybe why... Allie Johnson's alarm went off and why maybe many of you are suffering through what appears to be just an exceptionally odd time, both with your electronics, maybe your relationships, your interpersonal thoughts, your car, your bowel movements, whatever it is, everything is just wackadoo right now. And we could just be like, oh, it's 2020, except Allie, there seems to be a much more clear reason for all of these things right now. And it has everything to do with astrology. Yeah, you know, I hate to be the person who's like, "Ugh, Mercury retrograde, because every time I say that, everyone rolls their eyes. But then the slew of technical problems continues and people's like, ah, I feel off today or there's something weird going on or there's some weird energy. And then I have to be the a-hole who steps up and says it's Mercury retrograde. And it's not only Mercury retrograde, Mars retrograde is happening right now as well. So there's several retrogrades happening and it influences apparently the election. The Mars retrograde period apparently uh, leads to people uprising and being more uh-huh. uh, revolt, uh, they're they more likely to revolt. They uh-huh. feel this. Yeah. Uh, they're in transit. They feel they're being repressed. There's rage that's bubbling up to the surface. We're struggling to find healthy ways to release that energy. So it completely makes sense that since, uh, since September 9th, Mars retrograde has been happening, and it's happening until November 13th, which is far past the election. But also. When, when it comes to astrology, 
people now are looking to TikTok, like they're looking to TikTok for everything now. And this is what one TikToker named Marina Haltman or Marina Altman uh, had to say about the election and predicting its outcome based on the stars. Take a listen. I think Trump's going to lose the election, refuse to leave office, and incite massive uprisings. As I've mentioned in videos past, Biden's astrology looks more straightforward into getting authority, but Kamala Harris's extremely auspicious next decade is what sold me on predicting the Biden-Harris ticket winning. So she goes into a long, minute-long rant about whose house is in what moon and what house is in where and Libra and Virgo and all kinds of different things, um, and which I don't understand. I go to my little goddess moon circle and I basically just get told to, to write my intentions and burns things I want to let go of. But there are a lot of people <laughs> who know a crap load about these charts. And in some ways, what else do we have? Sure. Why not just believe it and go with that? I, I 100% there. Like, I, I, there's part of me that's like, I don't really fully believe this. But then also, maybe it's just because we're aware of it. I feel like there are more things that go down when particularly like Mercury is in retrograde in terms of electronically. And interestingly, Mars is in retrograde now through like November 13th. Mercury is in retrograde, started on October 13th. So Mercury and Mars at the same time at the start was like a complete S show. And Mercury continues its retrogradeness until, drum roll, November 3rd. That's some interesting timing going on right there. Logistical things get wonkadoo when Mercury's in retrograde and uh, the logistics of the voting of the election are already just kind of... Uh, crazy town and may be through all the way through November 3rd. So whether you believe it or not, you certainly have an plausible, uh, somewhat well-respected excuse to blame everything wrong in your life between now and at least November 13th. Yeah. I mean, a month with two full moons is crazy enough. And like you said, going to the ER and working in the ER when it is a full moon is already uh, very stressful. And then you add Halloween onto it, and then you add the anxiety and the bubbling rage that I mentioned before leading up to an election that is a historic election. No wonder everyone's losing their effing minds. Ha ha ha! Let's lose them together! Stick around! More Drop the Subject is on the way. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Oh, the debates. It's a real he said, he said. And of course, we could sit here and break down exactly what was said during the debates last night. But instead, let's talk about Mitch McConnell's hands. They have been making quite the presence on the Internet because there's something horribly horrific going on with his hands. And people are asking. He's got these green gangrenous hands. A couple of images of his hands have been circulating on Twitter and it has people asking, is this what happens when you sell your soul to the devil? Uh, did he touch a crucifix? And that's why this is happening. There are a lot of theories out there as to why Mitch McConnell's hands are green, gangrenous and and seemingly <laughs> gargoyleish in, in nature. <laughs> did you um, say touch he, a crucifix? That, yeah. Ah. <laughs> that's good. I mean, it looks like part of his body is rotting away. And uh, is this a supernatural thing? Is this a conspiracy theory? We figured it would be good to ask you, Dr. James, about Mitch McConnell's hands because 
this has got to be some kind of a medical anomaly. Not as much of an anomaly as you think, Allie Johnson. Uh, If you want to know what we're talking about, because it's a little bit hard to describe, just Google Mitch McConnell's hands. You will see 100 trillion pictures of these things. Um, You might also see them compared to Rudy Giuliani's hand down his pants. That's a whole different segment. This is actually not nearly as creepy or as uncommon, or as drastic as you think it is. Unfortunately, it's pretty common for someone, I think Mitch McConnell's 78 years old, right? 79. My guess, just from seeing this, is that he is on a pretty high dose of a blood thinner. And you can be on blood thinners for any number of reasons. Atrial fibrillation tends to be the most common. Stroke prevention. He's had a heart valve. Something like that. I don't personally know Mitch McConnell's health history. But when you are on these high dose of anticoagulants and you are older and your thin as skinner, you don't have as much musculature, you don't have as much fat in your hands, things like that. Your tiny blood vessels bleed very easily. And when they bleed, it bruises on the skin because it's just that much closer to the skin and the blood is very thin. So this is probably just from him, like literally using his hands. That's it. Hmm. And you can see there's a couple of band-aids on them where he probably bleeds. He probably bleeds pretty easily. I think I also saw a picture at one point in time of him with some bruising around his lips. He had some bruising around his eyes. This is all very, unfortunately, very common for people who are older and on blood thinners. Okay. So the theory that he died 10 years ago and is living (laughs) an undead... Is this a weekend at Bernie's? Political career. Yeah, if it's like weekend at Mitch McConnell's type of situation, you're saying that's probably less likely than the fact that he's on blood thinners? I, I mean, I think the blood thinner thing, although I will say in recent months, I don't know if it's the stress of the world, if Nancy Pelosi's finally getting to him. I don't know what it is. He just does not look well in general. The... He has sort of does an, any but does anybody who's been fighting for Donald Trump the past four years look great right now? <laughs> right. Like maybe maybe this is. I mean, taking my medical hat off and putting on my other hat. Like may I don't know. Maybe there is something. Maybe this dude did sell his soul to the devil, and now the devil is like slowly coming to take it back in pieces. Um, but he doesn't look well. His eyes look sunken, his face is saggier, he is pale as a ghost. Uh, and he looks like he hasn't slept in about slept in about fourteen years. So this dude is really, really not well. Well, it's interesting that you say he looks uh, like a ghost because that is another theory. Is that he? Uh, this is from Grand Grand where is Grand Moff Joseph on Twitter said always knew this would happen. Ghouls can actually maintain a physical form for so long before their corrupted spirit core begins to break down. So <laughs> he is sort of like Men in Blacking it, where he is a different soul inside of a weird human form that is now starting to show its cracks. Uh huh. That that could very well be a a poor guy hey at least in one of these photos he's using that hand that is either his soul leaving his body or just the you know unfortunate side effects of blood blood thinners to pick up a mask at least he's doing that much right that took a little while for mitch mcconnell to get behind the get on the old mask train so he's doing that there's Right? I'm trying to be positive? No? Maybe? No, I don't know why you're trying to be... Why are you trying to defend him? He probably picked up a mask and then threw it in the garbage. (laughs) Do ghouls have to wear masks? Can they get coronavirus? I don't know. Sounds like a good question. If you meet a ghoul, ask them. We'll be back with more Drop the Subject right after this. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't think we should talk about that. Allie, God, you never want to. Whatever. Hey, drop the subject. It's Dr. James and Allie. Oh, was the mic? The mic was on. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Drop the subject, folks. We always get along. We know exactly what we're going to talk about it all the time. And uh, that was a horrible, awful joke segue into. <laughs> This new concept, there's a new acronym, as if there aren't enough acronyms in the world, there's a new acronym for you to learn, and uh, you already feel this, You already ha- uh, it's already a part of your everyday life for most of you, unfortunately, but now it has a name, FOBO, F-O-B-O, Allie, that stands for Fear of Being On. Yes, I mean, we love to create four-letter acronyms. There's YOLO, then there was FOMO, that's the fear of missing out. Uh, YOLO, of course, you only live once. And now there is FOBO, which is the fear of being on, which in 2020 has really started ramping up. So that means, of course, millennials need to make an acronym out of it. And because then it's not real, it's not real unless you make an acronym out of it. Now it is a coinable phrase. It is something that you can suffer from. And here's what it is. It is the anxiety that comes with the endless zooming and skyping and Google hangouting and board game nights and meetings and all kinds of video conferences that you are having right now. The fear of being on is when you start talking crap about a coworker or when you decide, hey, I don't need these pants, or when you decide, oh, I've got a 10-minute break. Why don't I Jeffrey Tubin it? Those moments when you realize or have that panic attack of, oh, my God, my mic is on. Oh, my God, my video is on. Oh, my God, what am I wearing? Holy crap. That is what FOBO is. It is the fear of being on when you don't mean to be on. I remember when this shutdown first happened, do you remember, James, the day that we challenged each other to wear a costume or something weird in each other's closet if we had lost a game? Yes, I do remember that. And we had to go through your closet. Yeah. Yeah. Because you lost well, the game. Pretty, yes. pretty typical. And I, I had not put my clothes on all the way yet. And I started Instagram living with you. It was a dual Instagram live. And as I started showing you my closet, I realized I had mirror closets. So (laughs) the image of me showing you what was in my closet also showed the mirror closet, which then mirrored back to the fact that I had no pants on. Uh And that is how the fear of being on is born. It's a moment like that, that you realize usually after the fact Usually somebody, Sheila in finance, draws uh, attention to it and then you just feel like an idiot. But it is the start of a slow panic that happens every (laughs) video call moving forward. I just thought we were that cool. Like, I just thought after only a few weeks, we were just like that cool with each other that you were just like, yeah, yeah, I'll just like walk around naked and show James my junk, whatever. That's fine. (laughs) No big deal. There's yeah. a lot of junk down there. There's, you know, hey, be proud, be proud of that junk. I there was this started for me very early back in my 20s when it was not quite this situation, but there was a chat function. It was it was more like AOL chat. It wasn't an internal company chat. It was like an external one. But everyone had different chats and we could group chat and we could whatever. Well, one of my coworkers really hated our boss. And so she would talk mess about our boss a lot, all the time, every day, and usually to me in chat. Well, I'm just sitting one day working away, boop, 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 and I hear her just get up and like run out of the room. 
And then all of a sudden my chat goes off and, and says, you better go find your friend. She thought she was chatting you, not me. <gasps> and he had like, she apparently had copied something from our history and all of this other stuff. Cause our chat was like completely wide open. I don't know, whatever. So anyway, she had been talking mess about him to him. And that while not exactly the same as like fear of being on always sits in my brain of like, you know what, when there are electronics around, just just don't say anything you would not be willing to go live on national television and say or do in front of millions of people. Yeah, no, that's a great example as well. I mean, just the fear of uh, the fear of being on, I think, does translate in that because the when you think you're privately chatting somebody and then you realize that it's you're chatting to the entire group or a, mm-hmm. I mean, a company of 7000 people that has that has a panic level to it. You know, if you're going to Jeffrey Tubin it, just just at least shut your computer. Just shut just shut it. Just if you got a laptop, just shut it. It's that easy. Jeffrey Red Tube it on your own time, okay? <laughs> we'll be back with more drop the subject after this. Really estate up next. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie and Dr. James. Let's get into really estate. You know, real estate is changing very very quickly. Uh, it's going, it's skyrocketing in some small towns, Zoom towns, they're saying, you know, small towns uh, in Arizona, Texas, North Carolina are being flooded with people who are leaving cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco, New York and Chicago because they think, oh, I don't need to live here anymore where the rent is astronomical. I can just go to <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania and live there for an insanely low price. So as right. a result... A mass exodus is happening. Real estate prices are dropping in big cities and skyrocketing in small towns. I bring you a real real estate listing. Then I will compare it with something else that you could have spent that money on. James, all you have to do is guess which one costs more money. Oh, I'm ready. I love it. This real estate listing is on Zillow technically. And you can have your very first 3D printed home. What? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. (gasps) Super exciting. The headline reads, what if a printer could solve the housing crisis? This is really cool. This is actually being done for a really amazing cause because they're trying to end homelessness with their ability to print houses. But this house in particular took 24 hours to build. Stop. It is 600 square feet. It's just the one room. It's a studio. But if you look at it, I'm looking at a giant cement slab with a little cement. It almost looks like a trailer, like the size of a trailer. Mm-hmm. Then you've got these kind of wooden windows. You know, it's just standard window with wooden frames. And then this little wooden roof with concrete on top of it. So it's very simple. There's not a lot going on. Inside, there are a couple little columns and a bed with a wire frame, a little futon. And these cinder blocks inside it's almost like it looks like soft serve because the printer is moving back and forth, making oh. little like splooges of concrete. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. And then once it comes back around, the other concrete has dried. So it's basically just, it's basically frozen yogurting into a house. In a house, yeah. That's phenomenal. So that is your real estate listing. Pretty exciting. Super uh, Obviously, exciting. this is going to be cheaper than a regular house. So- For roughly the same amount of money, James, you could be the proud new owner of Jesus Shoes, Nike Air Max 97 (laughs) Jesus Shoes. Those have been created. What? Guess what color they are. 
I they're not black because most people don't re- remember that Jesus was black or at least right. brown. Yep, you are absolutely right, James. They are white as snow. <laughs> and <laughs> it claims to be filled with 60 cc's of holy water from the River Jordan. Come on. This is a lie. Allie Johnson, are you making this up? No, I'm not making this up. This is actually on StockX.com, and you can bid on these shoes right now. So, N- no. Yes. I, I, this is, do you change the game on me mid game? You were like, is this real or whatever that game we play? I, I'm going to say no, Allie. This is not real. You, oh, you're just calling shenanigans. I'm just, <laughs> just calling okay. shenanigans because both of these are wild. There were 3D printing houses. Like, remember, there was commercials like, like three years ago. They were like, what if we could pr- 3D print limbs? And now people are getting 3D printed limbs all over the place, like on purpose, even if they don't need them. Now we're 3D printing houses. And now you're telling me I can get some Jesus shoes with some holy water from the River Jordan. I call BS. Okay. Well, it's not BS. I'll send you the link. And I know Air Jordans were really cool, but River Jordans are way cooler. Which one do you think costs more money? That is the question, James. Uh, Shoes are really a thing. Like people who are into shoes, it is a big, big, that is a big business. Some people they'll buy them and not wear them. Yes. Some people build rooms in their houses, maybe now 3D printed rooms in their houses where they store their shoes and it's part of their retirement planning. Like, that's amazing. So unfortunately, though, I think the house has more intrinsic value. I'm going to have to go with the monetary value is probably more for these BS holy water shoes. Really interesting. Okay. Well, the price of the shoes, the highest bidder currently is bidding $2,300 for the Nike Jesus shoes. The 3D printed home is currently on the market for $4,000. Oh, man. But eventually they they plan to make them a lot cheaper. So who knows? Maybe in the next year or two, they will be cheaper than River Jordans. Um, But (laughs) this has been Really Estate. And when we come back... We are going to ask the NP again. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we are going to be very aware when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. New Channel Q. Allie Johnson, James Simmons. Breast Cancer Awareness Month is October. You may or may not have seen the pinkification, which is kind of a controversial topic in the world of not only breast cancer, but cancer care in general and healthcare. The pinkification of everything. And why does it need to be pink when people who don't identify with pink also get breast cancer? There's a lot of controversy around that. But what you cannot deny is that the pinkification of everything has really brought great, fantastic attention and awareness to breast cancer specifically as um, an issue. And as someone who has been, um, unfortunately, I, I've lost two people in my life to breast cancer. It's really, really tragic and sad. Um, I want to go over 12 common breast cancer myths for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Allie Johnson. Oh, you, great. Go for it. Yeah, you're right. And th- it's funny how pervasive some of these are. So, uh, you know, we'll just go through a few of them here. I think this is maybe the biggest and most important. So I'm going to tell you up front while you guys are still paying attention. Myth number one, if I don't have a family history of breast cancer, I don't have to worry about getting breast cancer. <laughs> Categorically. Wow, do a lot of people think that? I feel uh, like everyone can get it. Uh, yes, everyone. I mean, everyone can technically probably sort of get anything. I mean, you can't get prostate cancer, Allie, because you don't have one. But 
you know, well, leave it to me. <laughs> you're like, I'd figure I'd figure out a way. <laughs> the only case. Right. Um, actually, so once you're in your 50s, you have a one in 50 chance in your 70s, a one in 13 chance. And in your 80s, a one in 10 chance of having breast cancer. Wow. So everyone's chances go up as they age. Myth number two. Dun, dun, dun. This is another um, really important one that I, I think is, is good for people to know. Breast cancer always comes in the form of a mask. Mask. Wow. I've been mask? saying mask way too much. Mass. Yeah. Let me repeat that. Breast cancer always comes in the form of a mass is a myth. That is not true. Je- so, James, I am an anti-masser. You're, hey, very good, Allie. Good joke. Were you working out on that one all day? <laughs> no. No. I worked on it for 0.2 seconds for and point I regret two it. For 0.2 seconds. No, no, it's good. So listen, breast cancer can present in a bunch of different ways. So a lot of ways that some people see it the, the first time is they have like subtle changes in the skin or like a nipple discharge, or they'll even find like their nipple will sort of invert and just get discolored or get hard or something like that. There's also um, masses that can develop more up in your armpit, which medically is called your axilla. So that shows, so you're taught, Allie, uh, hopefully you do a self-breast exam at least once a month in the shower. Nod your head, yes. Uh no. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't even know how to do that. Oh, maybe we should. <laughs> let's do it now. What let's do I do? do right. <laughs> take your shirt off. I will show you how to do a self breast exam. I really will. I'll take my shirt off right now. What do I do? So a self breast exam is really fantastic. It's absolutely something you should do. You generally want to find like your thumb and your and two fingers and you want to like massage in a very patterned order. So you go like down the outside of your breast and then around your nipple and then you go up the top of your breast and then back down the top of your breast and then to the inside and then underneath. So just have a pattern with it. And so that you get really familiar with your own breast tissue so that when you know that there are changes to it, which lead me to another really common myth that people really, really feel like if you have a lumpy breast, it means you're at a higher risk of developing breast cancer. So, but if I have a fibrous breast, is that the same as having <laughs> as having a lumpy breast? A fi- fibrous breast, yes. Well, generally, the lumps in your breast are caused by fibrous changes, and they, for many women, change with your cycle. So, with your menstrual cycle. Your, your, your lumps can become breastier. Your breasts can become lumpier and more oh, sensitive. My lumps can become breastier. Your lumps I want can all become... my lumps to be breasty. <laughs> um, so just because you have a lump in your breast does not mean that you automatically have breast cancer. Just I want everyone to know that. However, we do want everyone, if you have a family history of breast cancer, you have to start getting mammograms like every year at like age 30. Like don't hmm. play around. Okay. Okay. It's, the American College of, of uh, Obstetrics, the American Cancer Society sort of have differing opinions about mammograms. Women at lower risk of breast cancer and have had three negative mammograms in a row don't generally need to have mammograms every year until they're in their 50s. Okay. But every woman right around age 40, you probably need to go and start having your mammogram. If you have family history of breast cancer, you got to do it earlier. Thank you. This has been very informative, and I've got the rest of my night planned. I don't know about you, ladies, (laughs) but I think a Zoom breast exam happy hour is in order. News it or lose it is on the way. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. 
Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. You heard that right. It is time for News It or Lose It, your favorite segment and mine. I've got two headlines. I will read them to Allie Johnson. I will read one to Allie Johnson. She will decide whether or not she newses it. And Allie will repeat this process to me. You will ultimately hear about two headlines. The other two will go away and never to be spoken of again. Yes, I am ready to hear my headlines. Headline numero uno. Gay Trump supporters are planning a secret West Hollywood takeover tonight. Tonight? Tonight, this Friday night, like as in tonight. Yeah. A takeover. Okay, sure. I'll hear about a gay takeover. Okay, you're going to hear about a gay takeover. The thing you will not hear about then is gay penguin couples steal eggs from lesbian birds in order to become dads. Okay. This is getting out of hand. And I'm pissed I can't hear about this because I know as soon as I hear those stories about gay penguins getting, they're like, oh, they're so cute. They're adopting an egg. I'm like, they stole that from somebody. They stole that egg from someone. And now the gays are stealing from the gays? Yeah. Yes. Apparently the gays are stealing from the lesbians. Well, yeah. here are your headlines. Uh-huh. Couple gets 18 years of free internet after naming their kid after Wi-Fi network. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, I got to hear more about that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Then you will not hear about the big moon announcement that's happening Monday. This mystery moon announcement, which we Whoa. don't know. NASA's Whoa. claiming they've got some big news about the new about the Whoa. moon. I'm glad you lost it, though, because we really have no information. Oh, we have a big announcement, but we're not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, they're teasing us. Yeah, that that is such a tease. So are those old silly old gays for Trump. Let me tell you about this, Allie. The gays for Trump tonight in West Hollywood. Actually, it's called Gays and Housewives Take Over WeHo. That's the name of the march. Oh, my God. It's supposed to happen this evening around 10 p.m. right in the heart of West Hollywood. It is being organized on the down low, apparently, by the log cabin Republicans. They say, quote, wear your Trump MAGA gear to help show how much love there is for Trump in the LGBT and ally community. Tell your gay and housewife friends to come. Dramatic pause. I this is still happening. This is a thing. Christopher and I went to West Hollywood and had a very very outdoor socially distanced cocktail on a like on a 3 hour long staycation last week and there was one woman dancing in the middle of Santa Monica and Robertson which is like the main intersection in West Hollywood dancing with a Trump flag but like in the middle of the street blocking traffic. That's when you start realizing just because people are gay doesn't mean they're not cray. <laughs> right. They should be gay, gay, and cray, cray. There are gay, gays, and cray, crays. There there really, really are. Um, speaking of cray, cray, I want to hear about this story about what they named this kid to get free Wi-Fi. Ah, okay. Here's what happened. So, happened. naming your kid after something that you want, an endless supply. <laughs> it's, a great ex- it's a great idea. Margaritas. <laughs> I mean, that's an easy one to name your kid Margarita. Yeah, I've always of thought so. Name Margarita. Yeah, hello. I will name my kid Kettle One. <laughs> Maker's Mark. Kettle okay. Maker's Mark <laughs> with soda. Ciroc. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, name them something top shelf. Right, right, right. Okay, so one couple has named their kid after an internet provider in order to receive 18 years of free internet. The internet company is called TwiFi. It's international. I think they're Swiss or something. And they challenged any couple to name their kid after the Wi-Fi network in exchange for free Wi-Fi. And a couple said, hey, why don't we do Twifus for a boy and Twifia for a girl? It doesn't sound that bad. So they did it. It was a girl. So Twifia or Twifia, whatever, however you want to pronounce it, that is the name of their new baby. And they are getting unlimited Wi-Fi until their kid goes to college. I don't know what better wow. thing there would be to name your kid after that something something that you want an endless supply of than Wi-Fi. I guess rent would be the only thing. <laughs> right. Name your kid mortgage. <laughs> free, free, name name your kid like like groceries. Taxes. <laughs> Taxes. Uh, this is uh, very interesting. I know we have to go, but I just have to say, you said these people were Swedish or Nordish, Nord- Norwegian or whatever. Yeah. We think this is great. And they name their kids something that sounds unusual to the common ear and they get free Wi-Fi. I just have to say, for the record, when black folks name their kids names that sound unusual, they get shade for it. They do not get free Wi-Fi. We do not get True. free Wi-Fi for Twyfia. If Twyfia was in the hood, her parents would not be getting free Wi-Fi. They would be getting probably bad, underfunded schools. Yeah, exactly. Just Interesting. Yeah, for very the record. Good to point that out. Yes, yeah. good to put that on the record. All right. I mean, I'd well, still do it for free Wi-Fi. I mean, I mean, what wouldn't we do for free Wi-Fi? I would do a lot. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. You know, a lot of you might be planning or maybe have already gone on a road trip. It is the year of the road trip. It's the year of renting a cruise America and just going across the country because you made plans to go to Mexico and you canceled those plans. So you're road tripping. I... Didn't it wasn't an official road trip over the weekend, but I did, uh, I I did drive for a little while, and I it was a sort of a goodbye party, well with four people, uh, for a friend of mine who's traveling across the country. She's doing a big long four week wow road trip across the country to move to North Carolina. So it got Whoa. us thinking and talking about who is the most annoying person on a road trip. You know, my wife is annoying in the sense that she is either i don't care that she falls asleep that's actually a best case scenario for me uh-huh. um the music that she plays is very very low energy it's not like road trip like hype music uh-huh. we're like all right let's play some tunes it's like sad emo foster the people or some kind of like i'm like oh my god i'm like about to die ter- Tori amos yes like- not even that it's just like always the lightest guitar that oh, i can ever man. and she's just like look like gazing out the window like being spiritual and i'm like please can we just talk to each other or something i can't <laughs> something. handle this but i'm always a talk i like to listen to talk i like to listen to books mm-hmm. i like to listen to podcasts i'm not I, if it's a, f- a friend situation where we haven't seen each other in a while i'm fine talking for 15 minutes maybe a half an hour At that point, I want to just kind of listen to something. Right. And zone Zone out. out. Yeah. I'm I'm absolutely with you too. I, I I like to try to pick the book beforehand too, because I do get a little bit annoyed when we're like spending the first half hour, 45 minutes of the road trip trying to figure out what you want to listen to. Should we do this podcast or that podcast or this book? Nope. I want to know. I'm going to get in the car. 
I want to hit play as soon as I leave the driveway and like it's on. Um, so many responses have come through <clears throat> at DTS show on our Instagram. We posed the question, who's the most annoying person on a road trip? And somebody nominated the forced sing-alonger, the person that makes everybody <laughs> sing along to things all the time. Of course, having to stop and pee all the time, that is perhaps the most annoying. And you know, one that I cannot stand, James, is the one that, and this begins with one person and eventually becomes two or three to the point where you're outnumbered. The why don't we just stop and eat somewhere person where it's not just driving through. It's I want to have a full meal. I want to stop the road trip. I want to stop it. And I want to have a full on meal at Anderson pea soup and order seconds. (laughs) Of course. Of course. You know, just go to those kind of kitschy places, but have Uh a full on meal there. I hate it. And there, there needs to be sort of an understanding before. Is this a road trip for road tripping sake? Fine, then we can spend all the time you want at Anderson Pea Soup or wherever <laughs> or like the world's largest truck stop outside of the Quad Cities in Iowa, like wherever you we can do all of that crap. It's fun. But if the expectation is we need to get somewhere and we have a sort of time that we need to do this, ain't nobody got time for that. And I will be I am that bitch when I'm driving who will be like, no, we're not stopping. Really? <laughs> yeah, uh, please. My car. I'm driving. First of all, I pick the music. Second of all, no, you cannot smoke in my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, we are going to stop. I'll pick the rest stop with all the food. I'll go to 14 different drive throughs for you if you won't. But we're not stopping. We're not getting out for anything. We, we need to get to where we're going. Unless the trip is the trip. And then I'm yeah, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? No, my yes, yeah, I, I'm with you. Where if it's open ended and you're supposed to be stopping along the way, I get that. But if it's a situation where you're on a road trip and you're going from say San Francisco to Los Angeles, you're just trying to get from one Let's place to there. the next, and you just yep. want to get there. Yeah. So it seems that I mean, other people wrote the person who's too quiet. I, I a person who doesn't talk very much is totally fine with me um or somebody who <laughs> having bad taste in music or can't read the room with music so everybody's on a lady Ooh, gaga train uh-huh. they're on they're in the modern world and then all of a sudden you start playing like boogie woogie bugle boy and you're like what are you doing no one wants to listen and to this song. like you guys the carpenters is also the jam <laughs> right. and you're like yes they are but that's not what we're into right, right now <laughs> and you're like oh, oh karen uh. karen Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Close up shop. Close up shop. Oh, what a show. From Phobo to Mitch McConnell's hands to breast cancer myths and back again. Talked about 3D printed houses. What astrologists are saying about the presidential election. You can just go ahead and screw the debates. It's all about the moon and what the moon has to say. Uh, and the big moon announcement. How exciting. What is what is the big <gasps> moon news? I Everyone know. is talking about it. I can't wait. Yes. Uh, what do you think it is? I think that it's all it's all been a lie. Even though I'm not a conspiracy theorist. The moon in general? Like whatsoever. Like the moon does not actually exist. It is a, <laughs> is a projection. Um, they've invented that technology a long time ago. So they just project it. And, you know, because that's we got. We get weird stuff like dual full moons in the month of October because Mars and Mercury and Mercury retrograde, all that stuff. I think they've made it all up. 
Oh, I don't think they made up all of that, but I do think it's going to be a letdown. I think it's going to be some kind of like, oh, we found a new cool angle with this drone of this part of the moon, and this is why everyone gets their period. And you're like, okay. You're like, um, whatever. Yeah, it's. I think actually uh, you're probably right. They're like, this is the most amazing moon announcement ever, and they're going to be like, here's more pictures of everything we've seen on the moon that are just a little bit clearer. Yeah, it's going to be the same moon, but a little bit clearer, clearer or it's going to be some kind of particle that it's like there's now this weird particle that we didn't know was there but it means nothing to us because we don't know what that particle is and we don't know what it means for the universe as a whole so we're gonna be like oh cool b18 astronomy nerds are like c4 yeah Yeah, and they're like it's b18 c4 obviously it existed 16 billion years ago during the big bang and that's why in 17 billion years it's gonna become the sun clearly clearly we don't please don't be around us because it's talk about sp- droplets <laughs> with moon discoveries <laughs> ast- droplets Apparently, astronomy nerds are our biggest risk for COVID contracting yes. COVID-19. It's astronomy nerds. <laughs> You're patient zero. Can you please put on your mask, <laughs> sir? That poor mask. It's like, I didn't ask for this. It's All like right, before dripping. we... Can- <laughs> you have to, like, towel dry it every single night. My mask needs a mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the petition that we're sharing with you every um every day this week we've been sharing with you things that you can vote on that are a lot dumber than than the election and we go to change.org for most of those. The latest one actually does have to do with space as well. There is a petition going around and again, if it gets enough signatures, it ends up on that ballot. Launching more Garfield merch into space. There are enough people who care about this. They said, uh, this is started by a woman named Hannah. She says, we stopped launching stupid junk into space when Carl Sagan died, and that is not okay. We need the aliens to know what's cool and what's not. With your help, space can look like that French beach where all of those Garfield phones washed up from a boat crash. Okay, okay. so Okay, you Hannah, know what, Hannah? Obviously <laughs> loves Garfield. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everyone know about the big boat crash? The big boat crash that happened 75 years ago when Garfield started. <laughs> I can't even handle the fact that she's like, duh. I mean, this is, I'm very much hoping that Hannah is a comedian and this is all tongue in cheek because she's, we need the aliens to know what is cool and what is not cool. And you're, you're like, can you just see her sitting there saying that? Also, I feel like maybe she's just pulling our tail. Oh, pulling our little tails, our Garfield mm-hmm. and our what's Garfield. the dog tails? Odie. Odie, that's right, Odie. Uh-huh. Um, all right, have a great weekend, everyone. Download the podcast if you missed anything, and we will see you soon. Bye, guys, and bye-byes. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.